Welcome to the System Hub Podcast. Hola. Konnichiwa. Guten Tag. Where we interview world-class experts. You have to have a lot of passion for what you're doing. I was fanatical in my 20s. If you could find a way to produce a business that works without you, your life would change like that. Extracting, organizing, and optimizing their best systems and processes for rapid business growth. Now, let's get into the show. Welcome back to the Business Systems Summit. And in this session, we're going to be chatting with Steve Dixon, who's an award-winning business person. He's actually started multiple companies in multiple countries around the world and then built those up into some million-dollar businesses. Now, these aren't just like information-based businesses or marketing businesses. These are real, real businesses. And then he's gone on to even sell some of those as well. So we got introduced through a mutual friend. And uh, then Steve actually asked me to come and speak to his business community. And it was a really great event. In fact, there's a second event now we're planning in August around systems and processes, which is a little bit funny because Steve, even though he loves systems and processes, he's not really a systems and a process guy in that he's got his team around him and he's got a process for the way that he gets his team to execute and put some of these ideas into action. So it's uh, very much a uh, pleasure for me to welcome Steve Dixon to the Business Systems Summit. Hey, David, how are you? Yeah, doing really well. I've, I've set the, uh, the bar quite high for you there. Oh, there it is. Yeah, no, good. Um, I appreciate that. Um, <laughs> good intro. And That's I know it. we're going to go through like the process for the way that you almost like delegate through to team members. I'll, I'll let you take over and then if it's all right with you, I'll just kind of chime in if I've got questions as we go. Yeah, great, mate. That's perfect. Yeah, wonderful. And yeah, great to be here with you guys. And I appreciate the, um, the invitation. So yeah, it was, it was really great when David asked me to, to come and share basically what I knew about systems. And, and he's 100% correct when he says that making systems and processes is definitely not my thing. What I like to do, I like to think of myself as the entrepreneur and the, uh, the leader of the businesses. And then when I've got ideas, I like to then delegate them off for people to, to make them real. And then they hand them back to me and then we consistently make them better. So what we're going to be covering today and what I think is particularly important for all entrepreneurs is how to make it up and then how to turn your idea into reality. I think one of the biggest challenges that we have, if you guys are happy for me to jump straight into it. Yeah, please. Uh, yeah, all right. Let's, let's get cracking. The biggest problem we have is that we've got heaps of ideas. And as entrepreneurs, we're always chasing the next shiny object. And, and basically what that means is that we never actually follow through our first idea to see if it's going to work and to see if we can make it better to actually solve the problem that we thought. So just working my way back through to when I first started Breakthrough for Business, which is our business program that we run, I made a big mistake. And I'm, I'm happy to, to, to talk about that now. Basically, that we... And just probably like other business programs, we just gave heaps of people different information. So I had people like David on stage and lots of other fantastic people that would share information. What would then happen is that when people leave that room, they then have a collection of ideas of things that they then need to go and implement into their business. Now, from my perspective, now I look back and I think that was a bit lazy because it's really easy to stand up on stage and tell people what they need to do and then basically leave the responsibility for them. What then happens is that we, we have you know, no control over the outcome that they get. And basically, we've got what we call a VIP, VIP program within our community. I mean, I expect those people to get results, but the challenge was that they weren't. Now, the solution to that problem was I basically looked at why 
our people weren't getting results and it's because we never actually did the next step, which was what is the pathway to delegate a task off to somebody else to do it? And then I sort of looked back at what we were doing in our businesses and it was all about, well, the reason that I got things done and got them done quickly is because I had a team to do them. And David, like we were speaking just before we came on air, I'm not the man to do the process, but we can always talk through the process. So we actually had one, but you actually made me sit down and, and define it and refine it even better than what we had it before. So mate, I thank you very much for that. And what I want to do is share that with you guys today. And that's yeah. about basically what we did was we, we created what we call a VA Ninja team, which is our virtual team that are based in the Philippines. And instead of me just having my team that I worked with, I actually made that team open to all of our clients who wanted to get results fast. So for me, that was the solution. But there had to be a step to actually show people what is the best way to offload a task. And that's where we come into the process. So, yeah, so this is basically the crux of what we're going to be talking about. And what I want to share with you guys is as far as being really AD and, and really sort of on in detail, I'm, I'm not real good at it. So hopefully I'm probably going to come at it from maybe the same angle you are if you're not real good at it. So if that's the case, that's cool. That's exactly like me. But these are basically the four steps that we've broken it down to. So the first one is think it up. Right, that's not hard to do. We've always got lots of great ideas, particularly when we're in a business where there's lots of challenges for your clients and we come up with a solution. So thinking out means coming up with a solution that possibly hasn't been created before. The next step, which is particularly important, is how do we then hand that task or that project off to someone else? So we're going to go into detail. I'm going to give you the step-by-step processes that we follow in our business when we work with our clients on to how they need to effectively hand a task off to our VA Ninja team. Now, if you don't have access to our VA Ninja team, that's cool. But this is actually going to show you if you go to freelancer or, or another external company that's going to create something for you, perhaps these steps might actually help you in how you offload a task to someone else. Then we're going to talk about step three, which is how we make it real. And then step four, which I think is what most people forget, and is how do we make it better? How do we continually work on that idea or that project to ensure that we're getting the maximum value out of it? Yeah, it sounds good. And it's solid enough as far as a framework is concerned that someone could start with this, customize it and make it their own as well, depending on, you know, whether they're working with you or not. You've given them something here that gives them a framework on how to delegate work correctly. Yeah, that's it. And I'm going to make the assumption that you're not working with us. I'm just talking about how do we help people get stuff done? That's really what it's about. And that's really what I want to help people with today. Perfect. So think it up. Now, this is something where we can, it's very hard, actually difficult to come up with a standard operating procedure for this, but very from a high level, what is it that we want? What is the problem that we want to solve for people? Um, basically there are lots of solutions that are already out there, but with the knowledge that you have, how do you create a solution to a problem that the majority of your marketplace has? I'll give you an example of how we've done that. We've created an online program called the Academy by Breakthrough for Business. We identified that there's a lot of small businesses out there that don't have the time to go and learn at big conferences and things like that, and they just want to do it online. So we created an online program. That was the creation of an idea. 
So that was thinking it up. So I guess the process right now is what is the big problem that your marketplace has and how can you come up with a solution to that problem that hopefully hasn't been done before? And I think really for this step as well, it could be applied not only to your market, but really the way I approach every problem in business for me is just usually a problem to do with a system or a process or a lack of a system or a process. So just identifying right up front, what is the problem that you're looking to solve and, and then approaching it in a way that you, it's not necessarily about then how do you solve it? It's about how you find the right person to solve it. Perfect. And can I share a quick story? And this is yeah. going back to our original business. So the very first business I started, the, I, we sold sports uniforms and I started my own brand called Number 10 Teamwear. And we've since sold that business. So that was a very happy exit. The challenge, the, the problem that they had in that industry back then was that everybody bought soccer uniforms, for instance, through a catalogue. So basically people couldn't create their own designs. They just had to buy what everybody else had access to. At the early stages, I was just another supplier or wholesaler of those goods. So if people wanted this coloured shirt from, say, Nike, they could go to another 50 stores around Australia to buy that exact uniform. So then we were competing on price because there was no differentiator. Basically, what we did with Number 10 Team, where we created a solution to that problem, and this started with an idea. How do we create a website where people can go online and design their own uniforms? And then basically, that was the birth of an idea. And then just as you can see on the screen, then, then we flowcharted it to go, right, well, how does this work? And it basically evolved into this idea of a website where you create something online and then you enter in all the details of, you know, the colours, the style, how many sizes, what quantities you wanted, and then you could send that through to us. That was the idea. And, and the foundation of that, and, you know, it was one of those early morning ideas or two o'clock in the morning ideas, that was basically the, the one idea that set us apart from every other sportswear company in Australia at that time. So that's going back like 14 years ago. But it only takes one idea. That I guess that's the point that I'm trying to make. It only yeah, takes one gotcha. mm. Yep. All right, beautiful. So the handoff, this is actually the, the most important part of the whole process. And this is where I'm hoping that I can add a lot of value to the people that are listening today. The handoff is basically where we've got your idea and then we've got to share that idea with someone else to make it real. The challenge that we sometimes have is that if we do not explain ourselves through a process, the outcome of that might be very different to what you've got in your mind. So what we do with, within our team is that we reverse engineer the process to understand what the outcome looks like, how it feels, what it looks like, and, and what's the functionality. So to give you the actual steps that we go through, we use a program called Teamwork Internally. So if someone's going to work with us, our, our VIP member will actually go into teamwork and they will write down the task into this project management tool. So it's perfect. So I'm not sure if you use anything else, David, but that's the one. Yeah, we, we, we use Asana, but there's like you know, Basecamp, Podio. You could probably really substitute just with any project management tool. Yeah, same, same. Yeah, so basically through this process, we ask a series of questions that our clients need to answer to get the outcome that they want. So the first one is, what is the task? So is it we're creating a website? Are we creating you know, a flyer? Are we creating a social media campaign? The second question is, how does it look? 
So at the completion of this project or this task, how does it look? So basically what we're doing is asking the client to give us details on, you know, it looks professional, it's user-friendly, and we're actually getting some objective ideas of them. So instead of us trying to think of what the client wants, we're actually getting as much detailed out of them as what we can. So how does it look is an important question. Who does it help? So basically we go, well, who does this, say if it's a website, when this is completed, who actually who actually does this help? So this is actually getting into the finer examples of when we've got this finished outcome, we ask the question, when we started to hand off these tasks, we said, well, it's going to help these people. Now, does it do that or doesn't it? And basically, it just gives us a, a reference point to go back to to say, well, no, it, I asked you to, to, to do this and it doesn't actually do that. So we need to go back and revisit it to, to find a way for it to help and get this outcome for these people that we're you know, getting a result for. The third question is, why is it important? Now, once again, you sort of think, well, this is a sort of quite a broad question as why you'd ask, but this is important to me so that we can help these people get this result. So once again, we're getting even more clarity on what that, on what this project will do. And, and lastly, what is the key functionality of this project? So if you work through, once you're handing off the task to someone, what is the key component of the functionality of this project? It's just a very important task because if we get to the end goal and this project that we're doing doesn't do that function then we just once again we need to go back and revisit it so once we ask those series of questions through teamwork i've got my project manager in the philippines who's basically working with the client to extract these ideas and, and these answers she's constantly making additional notes in teamwork and her her thought process is always about how do I delegate this task off to someone else? Because she actually doesn't do the task. She's just the one extracting all of the important information from the client. So there's other things. There's other things that you need to share. So what are the deadlines for this task? So we need to once again understand what are the expectations of the client, all right? We can't make any assumptions. So the less assumptions we make, the better. Another important question is how do you want to communicate throughout this process? So there's two different ways we need to know. What platform do you want it to be in? Generally, we like to keep everything through teamwork so that we've got a reference point where we can always go back to. But there are the odd occasions that people want to be communicated to, even as much as through Facebook Messenger. All right, We try to keep away from that because what we want to do is, is keep a, a list of the, the correspondence in the one place. So with teamwork, we can actually do that. We map out the correspondence. If we need to go back and reference something, it's always there. So the communication rhythm, it's, it's about what platform do you want to communicate with us on? And the second one is how often do you want to communicate with us? So you might think to yourself, well, why, you know, why is that important that we communicate that? Because basically, if you want to be, if I can use the word, if you want to micromanage a project, You've got to be very clear on what your expectations are from the person who you're delegating the task to. So if you want daily updates, then you need to make that very clear. You know, I'd like a daily report on what was done and just so that I know that I'm getting clearer to the outcome. Perhaps it's more like, no, no, just once a week on Friday at 11 o'clock, that will be fine for me to get an idea of how the project is progressing. But just make sure throughout the process, you understand what platform that you want to communicate on 
and also the the timing is it daily is it every two days or is it every every week so just understanding that rhythm is important and very lastly is there any other key outcomes this is the question you need to ask is there any other key outcomes that this project will deliver that we haven't already addressed so i guess what we're sort of talking about now the process and how we make this a standard operating procedure i guess instead of particularly at this phase rather than just having step-by-step things that you have to do these are step-by-step questions that you need to answer yeah that makes sense i think uh, i mean clearly uh, step one is figure out okay here's the problem that we're looking to solve and then step two is effectively and and depending on who who is actually to be doing the the delegating or whose problem you're trying to solve whoever's problem you're trying to solve get them to answer all of these questions so the the objectives are very very clear and and what we'll do is we can bullet point out all of those underneath this step two so that kind of makes really good sense so effectively at this point you've got a really good brief on effectively what needs to be done yep yep that's right these processes and these questions unless you've actually worked with someone externally and tried to have them understand your vision it's actually quite difficult because if you don't go through this process the chances of you getting back the outcome that you want is actually the less information that you give about key areas within the project the less likely you're going to get back what you want and then it just takes longer for your idea to to actually become a reality so we want to really circumvent that and just give people the um the questions due up you know the information to give straight off the bat so um yeah and then we sort of go into the next step which is an internal step so if you're working with a team a team of people sort of offshore or internally, this process is actually going to help you or give you an insight into how we do it so that we basically don't drop the ball. And this is about how you make it real, how you actually get this thing done. Now, what we will do, so Sherry, who is our project manager, basically now has all the information she needs to then go and find one of our ninjas and find out the ideal ninja that will actually create this project or deliver this task. Now, once she's done that, so she firstly identifies which is the ninja she wants to uh, to delegate this task to. First thing she will do is give it a reference number. So basically, if there's multiple tasks going through our project management software, instead of there might be for one client, he might have two or three websites that are happening or two or three social media campaigns, having a reference number or a reference is quite important so that you can actually be specific about which project you're referring to so once we've assigned the task we create a reference number we'll go through the process of identifying the key outcomes which need to happen for this project to be a success we're not imagining what it's going to look like the client's given us real specific instructions as to how and what would have to happen for this to be a successful project the next step is to outline the key functionality of the project So basically, what does this project, when it's completed, what are its key functions? And what, when it's completed, this is the base level of what this project will deliver. We also then, the next handover is about the ETA. So once again, we're managing expectations about internally, when does the client want this project delivered? And then we start to talk about milestones. We actually break a project down into multiple different steps to understand what are the key milestones within this project to ensure that we're making progress and we're 
communicating that with the client to ensure that the lines of communication are always open and we're actually on track. Now, the importance of having milestones with working with any team who's creating something for you is that instead of giving them a lot, particularly on a large project, if you just give them something and say, well, I want that done and I want it done by this time, it can be very overwhelming. And we have knowledge that we need to basically share with with the people who are creating project. And the more we can break that down into individual milestones, that basically we're getting little wins along the way to the big win. And that actually, particularly if it's a, say it's an eight-week project on building a, a website that's that's quite intense, having those key milestones is actually quite important. So I always use the metaphor of basically we're building individual rooms for a website when we're doing website creation. We're building individual rooms, we're getting them done, we move on to the next one and at the end we've got a whole house. That's how we make it real. We understand what the ETA is for the client so that when it's done, we can actually then offload it to them. So that is making it real. And that's probably an internal type process that you will go through. But once again, if you are working with a team offshore through freelancer or whatever it may be, I think it's very important that you go through those steps to give it a reference number, to identify the key outcomes, the functionality, managing the communication and the ETAs, but really working on those milestones as well. And I suppose one thing uh, you mentioned there, and some of the things it's almost like uh, almost unsaid, but probably very key is things like you mentioned right at the start, you've, you've got effectively a project manager who's overseeing the task. They help with the extraction, identifying the team member that will be doing it, making sure that they pull together the milestones. They're going to be overseeing the project, making sure it's hitting the milestones and then communicating through to the client. So that key component there is definitely having the project manager over the top that then takes this process and then make sure it's executed and delivered on time. Absolutely. And that actually brings up a key point as well. The structure within managing a project is quite important. So when you've, you've got any sort of team of people that work with you, the more structure you can give them, the better. So we have quarter past eight meetings every single day. And during those meetings, we work through teamwork. So our project manager will work through all of the individual projects that, that we have. We will reference all of the reference numbers. We will, everybody has to turn their screen on. So uh, we use Slack for, for all that communication. And we actually work through every single project that we have to ensure if there's any challenges, are we on target to meet the milestone? And then... Um, Every morning we're identifying. So if there's a little problem that's addressed straight away and it doesn't sort of, it's not left a week before we realize that there's actually a blockage there that we need to address. That's important. Now, step four, and this is about once you've sort of created your idea, you've, you've handed it off, we've made it real. This is probably the fourth step that most people sort of neglect in a way that they don't always look at the way they can have that solution to be even better. And that's all about measuring results. So basically, I guess the questions you need to ask through the make it better phase is, is this project delivering the outcomes that it needs to and how can we make it even better? That's essentially how you do it. And then once then you've got created another idea, you go back to step one and then you just go through the four steps again. But I think the important thing is that when we stay inside this structure, it's always about new ideas going back to step one going through, we get to step four and we're always growing on that 
that amazing idea that you've got. So, Dave, with your on program that you've got now, oh my god, I've forgotten the name of it. What's the, the system hub? The system hub. My god, it's amazing. With the process that you went through, has that been an ever-evolving type project? For sure. Uh, every month we're continuing to evolve. I mean, the biggest thing just, yeah, you have some, as part of that make it better stage, having effectively an open feedback loop from the users and then taking that constant flow of, oh, we need to be doing this or that, then trying to prioritise based on what will have the biggest impact and, and what are people needing most. And every month, like that's one thing I'm learning with um, software as a service. It, it really is a never-ending project. You, you take it on and it, it's take it on for the long haul. Yeah, it is. And that's almost the most fantastic thing about it. You need to keep growing and growing and growing. And that's how we, we make it better. And I think you've sort of touched on something that, that, that we don't do. And that's actually get feedback from clients as to how can we make this process better or how can we make this system better that delivers these results for you. So that's perfect. So that's all about making it better. And then, so basically we ask for feedback and this is key to us having a constantly improving business. We've got the idea from our client. We have understood it. We've made it real. And then we've delivered it for them to keep evolving it and making it better. Now, the most important thing that we then get from the client and we do this with every project is we gather feedback. And we do that around, it's just a Google form that we've created that goes out once the task is completed. And we get a rating from one to 10 for the client to give us some real world feedback on how happy they were with the process. So some of the questions that we ask in that form, did you get the outcome that you wanted? Is the functionality correct? So that's important. So the, did we nail, did we understand? And the reason we need to ask that is we need to ask better questions. So is the functionality correct? Were you happy with the speed and efficiency of the task? So once again, we address the milestones and the ETAs. Were you happy with the accuracy of the task? That's an important question because if we get a yeah, sort of quiet result, you know, anywhere from sort of three to six means that no, we didn't nail it. It means that we have to go back and ask better questions. But, but generally now we've gone through a process of asking the right sort of questions so that we get the accuracy correct. Were you happy with the level of communication? Once again, we've asked the question to the client, what is the communication? How do you want this rhythm to be between you and us? Now, if we don't maintain that rhythm of communication, that's where I step in and say, well, the client's given us the information and the feedback initially, what they wanted to happen, and we haven't delivered. So we need to figure out why has that not happened? Where have we dropped the ball? What is your overall satisfaction with the outcome of this task? That is basically saying, you know, how did we do? And this is a series of questions. This is the process we go through to ensure that we're maintaining a high level of delivery for our clients. Because basically that's at the end of the day, we want to see their ideas become real to go and get great results. That's what it's all about. That's why I think I've got the best job in the world and that's to help people get their ideas and make them a reality. Yeah, so that's cool. And that's basically the process. So David, you've asked us to give a bit of a bonus. Is this, should I do it in here or is it? Um... Yeah, no, I think now's as good as any. So I think the recap there, it's it's effectively that four-step process or, or five-step when you loop in the the feedback, when you break it down, this is kind of a, a framework that could be applied to really any business, particularly that's delivering service through to clients, I think would, would work quite well there. And, and obviously also for 
internal improvement as in you, you've got an idea, you clearly articulate what needs to be done that then gets fed through to someone who's going to put uh, for implementation. You've got the project manager, you set out the main milestones and then obviously you make that through to delivery as part of the make it better stage. Then there's, there's questions and review and really that I suppose links into the feedback as well. So you keep tightening your process. So this would fit really well within the operations or client fulfillment side of the business. Absolutely. It's about making making sure that your clients understand the process of, well, particularly with us, it's all about getting what's in their head, just getting it out there and getting it done for them. Even if it's as simple as creation of a, of a brochure or a price list or something like that, these are the processes we have to go through. So we don't have any, I mean, we didn't do anything like this at the beginning. We had some really crap conversations because we didn't ask the right questions. Yeah, so it's very much about a client fulfillment. How do we ensure that our clients are getting what they pay for? Yeah, perfect. All right. Yeah. Um, and I know if, if people want to find out more about you, the Breakthrough for Business and then potentially the B2B Academy is the place for them to go? Yeah, so um, obviously Breakthrough for Business is the company, so with the number four in the middle. But uh, I thought rather than sort of directing people through to Breakthrough for Business, even though we do have sort of like a VIP membership and we run events, like you mentioned at the beginning, I thought the best bonus that I could give the people who are listening is we're going to create a page into our academy. And this is our online program where we've got, we've broken down, I think we've got over 70 online programs now. We've broken them down into step-by-step processes so that you can get an understanding of what technology can help you grow your business So we'll tell you what it does and then we'll actually show you how it works. So it's actually a fantastic tool. We've got lots of videos in there as well. We've got the one and only David Jennings in there. We've got lots, over 300 odd videos from our events that we've run over the last five years. And we are just about to introduce an amazing new feature, which is called My Forum, where people can actually communicate with other businesses all around the world. Um, I've not told anybody about that. I better make sure that we've got this live by the time we go live. Mate, it's called My Forum. It's actually going to be a game changer for us. We're just about to launch the Academy into the States. So it's a very exciting stage at the moment. But once again, the Academy, I you know, really encourage you guys to go and have a look at it. This was an idea that I had in a cafe that I followed through our process to get it created. And gosh, it's just opened so many doors for us. So go in, have a look at it. And if you've got any ideas, guys, just get it done. Don't let those ideas die with you. And what we say, you're only on, you're only one idea away. It's um, perfect. Love it. All right. Well, I'll put all the details as well, the links underneath your session. Um, but yeah, just wanted to thank you for your time, Steve. And no doubt we'll uh, talk again super soon. Look forward to it, mate. You take good care, Dave. You've just been listening to the System Hub Podcast. Remember, we've documented this system for you so you can literally swipe and deploy it within your business. Head to www.systemhub.com forward slash podcast to download it now.